Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. In this episode, Tampa Bay Business Journal publisher and market president Ian Anderson connects with Tim O'Connor, VP of Operations, Sustainability, and External Affairs at People's Gas for an inside look at the utility's operations across the Sunshine State. Tim, thanks for being here on Florida Business Minds. It's great to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. So we'll jump right into it. We'd love to get to know you better. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you ended up in Florida, perceptions of the state, what you love most about it, both professionally and uh, personally. Love to. So I guess I'd just start with right now, I think it's a great time to be here in Florida. And I say that both personally and professionally. And the reason I'm here in Florida is because of work. It was 2016 that I started coming down here quite a bit for work and joining People's Gas. I moved my family in 2018, and uh, we've really enjoyed everything that Florida has to offer. So certainly from the professional side, you know, I've spent over 16 years in the energy sector. So dealing with power and gas, People's Gas is owned by Amera Incorporated, a company based out of Nova Scotia, Canada. And uh, through different roles over the course of my career with Amera, I found my way to the opportunity here down in Tampa with People's Gas. And it's just been outstanding. I mentioned that it's a great time in Florida. And with people moving here in the hundreds and thousands per day, there's a lot going on in Florida to get excited about. And that certainly applies to People's Gas and, and it applies to my family as well. I'm a happy husband and father of two children. My son is about to finish his high school career and my daughter's one year behind. And so anyone with kids and certainly at that age understands all the emotion and excitement that comes with finishing high school and preparing for college. So uh, a really good time at the uh, O'Connor household and uh, a really good time here in Florida for people's gas. Yeah, well, the Andersons also came in 2018. We came to Florida. We put out a story at the Business Journal just last week. I mean, 126,000 new Tampa Bay residents, and that obviously across the state of Florida, and the growth is here, and it is happening. Now, with that said, I mean, Florida is experiencing this kind of unprecedented growth. It's important to keep pace with that increasing demand on, uh, for natural gas Tell us a little bit about that and also industries that rely on natural gas and I guess how's people's gas, the infrastructure also needs to be, needs to grow and become uh, more resilient with this increased demand. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, with all the growth that comes, people are coming from all over the country and other places and uh, many of them bring with them experience and a preference for natural gas use whether it's in their home or their business. And so when they come to Florida, they're looking for that same kind of energy option. That has provided People's Gas a really strong opportunity to meet that demand and bring customers uh, all the value of natural gas. And that is affordability, that is reliability, and a lot of optionality as well. But with that, as you mentioned, it's not always easy. There's some challenges in meeting that because Florida is growing so quickly and we put such a high 
value on making sure that we can safely and reliably deliver natural gas service to our customers. So what that means is we're constantly looking for ways to meet that demand and provide service. And that often requires us expanding our system, which means putting pipe in the ground and new meters set at homes and businesses. But it's also investing in our existing system and protecting it. And so an easy example is anyone that drives around anywhere in Florida can see the level of construction that's going on. Roadway projects, road widenings. Well, sometimes those projects require us to move our pipe. And so we want to make sure that's done in a safe way. From time to time, you'll see news reports of hit lines due to excavation or similar type activities. And that puts a burden on the gas company to make sure that we're doing all we can for those that are out there doing that kind of construction activity, for them to be aware that they need to call and locate tickets through the 811 program, which is a call before you dig program, right? And for us to actually make sure that that pipe is safe and obviously not impacted in any way. So that's just one example where the growth, which we love, right? We absolutely love growth. We love being able to serve more and more customers, but the growth also has some challenges that come with it in terms of protecting our system and making sure that we're reliably providing our service. Yeah, what are some key industries and I guess examples industries that really rely on natural gas and maybe an example or two, or how do they use it and why is it important to them? Yeah. So natural gas is a really good option for a lot of industries, a lot of different kinds of of customers, but I'll give you a couple of examples. CNG, compressed natural gas, is a really good option for large fleet vehicles. So school buses, city buses, garbage trucks. And so we have some customers with fleets of dozens of either garbage trucks or city buses that rely on natural gas to be there all the time. So the Hart bus system here in Tampa, I believe they're close to 100 city buses now. Those buses need to go every day on schedule, right? It doesn't matter if there's a storm. It doesn't matter what else is going on. They need to be fueled and they need to be available for service to move the community to where the community needs to go, right? No one wants to be late to work. No one wants to be late to school saying, well, the bus isn't fueled, isn't really an option, right? But with that, what makes that even better in terms of the availability of natural gas is it really helps bus systems like Hart from an economic perspective. Hart saves millions of dollars a year using natural gas instead of diesel fuel. And that's not me saying that, that's them saying that. And and we actually have a very nice testimonial on our website that people can hear that exact message from our heart partners. So that's just one example with CNG where natural gas is providing significant value to their business and allowing them to run a sustainable operation. We're also seeing LNG throughout the state really start to pick up And that's also due to the value of natural gas, the pricing of natural gas. And so in the Jacksonville area, we have some customers that are liquefying natural gas and shipping that gas for various uses. That's just a great application of natural gas where once you cool it, you're able to move large amounts of energy to where you want it to go. But the really cool thing about it is it's a sustainability play. It's an environmental benefit, right? Most of the time when LNG is used, you're displacing diesel or oil, more dirty type fuels. And so we're able to support our customers 
who are utilizing LNG with their sustainability goals. And that's just a really nice thing that we can do through natural gas. And we're really excited to do that for them. Yeah, so we had uh, Andrew Koenig, uh, CEO of City Furniture. He was speaking at our Power Breakfast a few weeks back, and he was singing the praises of, of really, I mean, the sustainability initiatives and really how they strive to be so efficient and talked about that partnership and talked about the move to natural gas for their fleet use. So it sounds like, I mean, that's something that's a huge value, I mean, from an economic standpoint, but as well as a sustainability standpoint on the corporate side. So can you tell some real life stories, I mean, really about natural gas and how it's fared during and after hurricanes, right? So Florida, obviously, we're entering hurricane season and we are just getting over, I feel like, the devastating and unfortunately named Ian, Hurricane Ian. But we'd love to hear just how people's gas operations in Sarasota and Fort Myers were affected and really how you responded to those challenges. Yeah, you never wish for a big storm like that. That's a really significant event and it really changes people's lives. And in the case of Hurricane Ian, it ended up being a really good demonstration of the resiliency of the people's gas system and more broadly, the resiliency of natural gas. And so I'll just take you through that just a a little bit because I'm quite proud and the company is quite proud of all of our team members who supported our efforts throughout that entire storm process. So in Florida, storms happen. May through November is storm season. And so you're you're always keeping an eye on the weather forecast and trying to predict what might be coming and where. And for People's Gas, because we're located all over the state, from Panama City down to Southwest Florida, from Jacksonville all the way down to Miami and everywhere in between, when there's a potential storm coming, we have to prepare everywhere. Who knows where that storm might come? You know, it could hit the panhandle, it could hit the west coast, it could hit the east coast. And so our teams have pre-storm processes that they go through, certainly beginning about a week out of any potential impact where they're doing all of the, the precautionary work you'd expect just in case the storm comes their way. And in the case of Hurricane Ian, If you recall, the projected path was kind of the Tampa area and maybe a little north of the Tampa area, and then ultimately kind of drifted south and eventually made impact right in Fort Myers. Fort Myers is a really fast growing area for us. A lot of people are moving to that area and we currently serve about 26,000 customers. We also serve just over 50,000 customers in Sarasota and the projected path was kind of hitting Fort Myers just and running through just south of Sarasota. So those teams were on high alert. So the storm, a high category four, and I think I just read uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago that it was actually characterized as a category five, hit Fort Myers Beach and rolled through the state. And so our system fared quite well. We only had a few hundred customers that lost gas service. And that wasn't due to the pipeline system. That was really due to buildings being dislodged or entirely eliminated. And so our teams had to go and make sure that all of our connections to our customers were safe. And that's a boots on the ground kind of activity. That's not anything you do digitally or electronically. You have to go and put your eyes on those facilities and make sure that those are safe. And so within about a week in Fort Myers, our team canvassed the entire service area and made sure that our customers 
were safe and had continued gas service. And just think about that for a minute. For weeks beyond that storm, many people in that area were dealing with all sorts of devastation and certainly didn't have power. In fact, some of our team members were working for us day in and day out, and we're going home to a powerless home with no running water. But they continued to come and work on behalf of People's Gas, which is just incredible, absolutely incredible. But within a week, we had tested our system and kind of given the thumbs up that we were good. Of course, we had those few hundred that were out that the buildings weren't there anymore. But within a week, our system was back to normal. And isn't that a great story around resiliency? And when we think about energy, when we think about whether it's heating water in a home or cooking food in a restaurant, you want your energy, right? You kind of need it. And so even after a category four, category five storm, natural gas was there. And that is just a big, big deal. We do as a society, and we should always question affordability and the cleanliness of gas and all those kinds of things, those are all valuable. So is resiliency. When you ask those people in Fort Myers a week after, or even a few days after that storm, and they're still able to take a hot shower, they like natural gas. I mean, you never really realize just how dependent we are on having energy and all of the things that you need it for until it's turned off, right? So it seems like every hour that goes by, it feels like it's a, you know, it feels like it's multiplied. Now, is Florida's largest natural gas distributor, and Florida being such a large state and such a diverse state, and our communities are all, you know, very different from each other. Can you share a little bit about how the company's organized and operating in different areas so that you can be in touch really with these local communities and be able to serve very distinct areas? And that's everything from community volunteering investments and things like that. Uh, You know, how do you go about that? Yeah, People's Gas, we have uh, about 750 employees now, and a good portion of them, certainly more than half, are in our various communities. We have 14 service areas. Like I said, Jacksonville all the way down to Miami and, and, and Panama City down into the Naples area. And we really enjoy, our teams enjoy, we're members of our communities. We're certainly working at the gas company, but we live and work with everyone else where where we live. And that gives us a real good connection to the people that we serve. And that's not just from a business relationship, right? It's knowing the people in your neighborhood. It's being committed to the local Little League. It's all those kinds of things of being a good member of your community is, right? And so having our team distributed like that and being members of our community is something that we really think is valuable to represent our company. You know, it's not the distant company that you you don't really see or can't really put a face to. Our technicians are out in the field, meaning they could be on your doorstep. They could be knocking on your door as they as they inspect a meter. They could be following up on a customer request in person. And that's just not always how it is. A lot of what we do is impersonal. It's, it's electronic and there's value to that too. But we have a real good opportunity before us where we can be in front of our customers physically and represent ourselves and, and really hear and understand what our customers are seeking. So we just think that's That's a really good thing, and it's something that differentiates us from other businesses. Tim O'Connor joining us. Next, how tech is transforming the gas industry as Florida Business Minds continues. 
People's Gas. Through its innovation and infrastructure investment, People's Gas has maintained safe and reliable delivery of natural gas to homes and businesses since 1895. More about People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy at floridasenergy.com. The natural gas industry, it's also undergoing some pretty exciting advancements in technology, equipment, process. Can you share a little bit about how People's Gas is really leaning into and embracing innovation and maybe a, a couple examples of how technology is transforming the business? Yeah. So one thing I try to tell really anyone when I have the chance is sometimes people think of a gas company, a utility company as a little bit of a, a sleepy or, or stodgy kind of environment, right? We're not a tech company or, or something like that. Well, okay, that might be partially true, but one of the things that is just really cool about where we are as a company and an industry is we're trying to solve really difficult problems. When you think about energy overall and what does Florida's energy future look like? Well, there's no one single answer and there certainly is not one easy answer. And so for anyone within the company and anyone potentially thinking about people's gas as a career, the first thing I tell them is it's going to be a challenge, but in a really, really good way. You have an opportunity to work on significant problems and try to find multiple solutions to that problem that will evolve over time. And that's innovative to me, right? That's not a stodgy kind of environment. There is lots of room. And in fact, we need a lot of innovation in our organization to solve problems, to think differently and meet our customers' needs both today and tomorrow. So more specifically, I mentioned our response with Hurricane Ian. One of the reasons we were able to respond and serve our customers so quickly is we have a technology called Mobile Guard, which is really a lot of sensors that are attached to a vehicle that allows us to drive 40, 50 miles an hour down the road, so normal traffic speeds, but evaluate if there's any leaking gas. And so with that storm response, if we had to go on foot, person by person doing leak detection, we would have, but it would have taken not just a few days, but a number of weeks. Through the deployment of Mobile Guard and using that technology, we were able to accomplish that in a number of days. And so applying technology in an innovative way provided us a better solution for our customers. Another thing that we do, I also like to think of it as quite innovative, is we have a training program for all of our apprentices, all of our new hires that are going to work in the field. And it's at our Gasworks facility here in Tampa. And the Gasworks facility is a real life neighborhood with kind of everything you'd face in the field as a technician from meters and valves, pipes, all sorts of things that you learn on, right? And this training program brings in new hires and these new hires do not have to have experience in natural gas. We start right from the beginning and within 18 months, they are qualified to do everything you could possibly need to do as a technician. Along the way, they also attain 30 college credits that they can use towards obtaining a degree going forward. And so that is something that I certainly consider 
as innovative, but it's really a good illustration of investing in people, investing in people's careers while meeting the needs of our workforce here at People's Gas. So those are just two examples of ways that we're trying to be innovative here at People's Gas. You know, just this morning, I was at uh, Hillsborough Community College for a meeting and they were speaking about the relationship and the partnership. Uh, in, it was a workforce development discussion and they were talking about how Tico and People's Gas are really partnering to help really upskill and skill the next generation of line workers and in partnership with the local community colleges. So, yeah, I've been there and seen it in uh, real time. Lastly, as we wrap up, can you explain what renewable natural gas is, why it's good for the state, and really what's people's gas doing to expand its use? Yeah, and bring us home. Yeah, we were just talking about innovation, and this kind of fits in innovation as well, although renewable natural gas is not necessarily a new technology. In fact, there's hundreds of renewable natural gas facilities throughout the United States and across the world. But renewable natural gas, RNG, are facilities that capture methane gas that is currently being emitted, cleans that gas to appropriate specifications, and injects it on the pipeline system for use. And so let me just break that down a little bit. So where's methane coming from? So typically supply sources for RNG facilities would be dairy farms. Manure that's decomposing is emitting gas, and that's just into the atmosphere, uh, wastewater treatment facilities, landfills, even food waste, all of that as that decomposes is emitting methane. And the value of RNG is multifaceted. The first part of it is as you capture that methane that's currently being emitted, you've now reduced emissions just because you've captured it. And the cool thing is, you can turn that gas once you clean it into some real value. So those RNG facilities take the, the methane that's being emitted, cleans it, and puts it on the pipeline system. And let me just give you kind of a, a real example. So if you're a dairy farm, you have thousands of cows. Dairy cows produce milk, but they also produce plenty of manure. When you capture that gas and you put it in a digester and clean it, that's great for the methane reduction. But as a dairy farm owner, you've now created a new revenue source for yourself, right? And dairy farms are really sophisticated operations. They are constantly looking at every area of their operations in terms of profitability, right? It's not just the price of milk. It's the price of the feed for the cows. It's the price of electricity to the farm. It's everything. And so by bringing an RNG facility to a dairy farm, you've now potentially enhanced the profitability of a dairy farm. And I think everyone would agree that's a good thing for a dairy farm to be able to produce as much revenue as they can from what they're doing as they produce milk that all of us consumes. And so the RNG opportunity here in Florida, Florida's a big place, right? There's plenty of dairy farms, there's plenty of landfills, there's plenty of wastewater treatment facilities. The opportunity is to begin to put some facilities in place to capture that and put it on the pipeline system. And at People's Gas, we're the pipeline company, as we've talked about, we're all over the state and we have an interest in this. And, and the interest is on a number of fronts. First, if it's going in the pipeline system, we wanna make sure it's safe, right? We wanna make sure it's clean and we're not introducing any safety issues to our public and, and to our consumers. 
But we also want to make sure we're doing our part from a sustainability perspective and capturing methane and reducing emissions is a good thing to do. We also want to support the agriculture industry in Florida. And so overall, RNG is a really nice opportunity to drive a lot of value to multiple constituents here in the state of Florida. So we're excited about it. We have three facilities here in in 2023 that will be coming online. We're working with our industry partners to try to facilitate as much RNG development as we can because we think it's the right thing to do at the end of the day. Great. Well, Tim, we appreciate you spending some time with us here on Florida Business Minds and appreciate all you do at Tico People's Gas really to help facilitate and support the growth that uh, Florida's economy is uh, currently in the midst of. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Tim O'Connor joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida and brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy.